Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that's Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 24. It's called This Side of Paradise. Full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, this one is about the... As always, there's a planet involved. Well, not as always, sometimes we're just in space uh, chasing uh, a ship. but As commonly yeah, used. Often, there'll be a planet. And in this case, it's, a, again, a very Earth-like planet. Convenient for the budget. Um... But it's uh, basically they're, they're, they're here to visit, and they assume that all of these colonists who arrived here are already dead because they found out after they arrived that there was these like gamma rays or whatever radiation that after a bit of time would have killed them. Like, yeah, they kill all animal life, but yeah, not plant. And not plant, and they'll do it. Like you'll be fine for a little while because I think they mentioned when they land, or oh, we could probably be here for about a week and be fine. But yeah. eventually it builds up, and your your body takes too much of it in, and you know doom and gloom. Um, but they land on the planet, and sure enough, there's uh, there's people there, and they seem very happy, almost suspiciously so. Um, yeah, it's never trust a happy person. Exactly. Uh, it's basically kind of an invasion of the body snatchers type plot, where there's these plants that let out these spores that, when the human comes into contact with them, and not just humans either, Spock as well, but uh, when a life form comes into contact with them, they have this feeling of uh, just, you know, they're content. Yeah. They're just happy. They have no They're needs. very mellow. Very mellow. It keeps them alive as well. Also keeps them healthy. Like everyone's in perfect health. That's part of the plot. Is because Bones investigates them. He's like they all have clean bills of health. Even one. I know he had his appendix taken out, but the scanners tell him he's got an appendix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's, there's a lot, of, a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and I actually, I, I quite, like, I didn't remember this one from seeing season one before, but I quite liked it because it actually does a lot of really interesting things. Uh, for the character relationships, especially exploring Spock as a character, because yeah. Spock breathes it in, and he's in pain at first because uh, the the woman who's there, who Spock knew from before he he joined the Federation or before he was on the Enterprise, at least, uh, Leela, she she's with him, and she she intentionally takes him to the flowers, and he gets taken over or infected by them, and at first he's in pain because he's he's different from a human being because she mentions oh that never hurt for us but it'll pass, and sure enough it does. Uh, and we see Spock with emotions. He's happy. He's smiling. And I, I think the one image I remembered once I seen it again was uh, him, hanging, him from hanging from the tree. Yeah, yeah. He's just delighted. He's, he's, a, he's a child. He's a child. He's also in love. He, he feels love. He feels happiness. He feels all these things. I have a, I have a question in terms of the the effect of the spores. So you, you mentioned mm. how it you know it gives it literally puts them in perfect health again. Yeah. Does it pass afterwards? Do they go back to how they work? Like, does his appendix disappear? But more specifically, I'm thinking of our crew, like, like Bones. He mentions that he tested the machine on himself, and it it picked up that he'd had these two broken bo- uh, ribs before. Um, well, they say at the end that all the colonists have still got perfect health. They said that was one of the the leftover yeah. effects. So, what about them? Like, it, no it, uh, his ribs were they never broken now? Like, like on a physical scanner? Um. I'm going to assume that they probably still were. I, I will argue that the time period is involved That's here. That's fair. Um, and the only reason why I say that over, oh yeah, they're, they're all just healed perfectly now, is just because I feel like it doesn't matter either way or the other. And if it does matter, if it ever comes up again that someone's had an injury, they'll probably need to use the fact that someone had an injury in the, if they're mentioning it. So yeah. I'll just argue, no, no, because they were only affected for a couple of days at most. Like, oh, no, that's fair. It's the, yeah, they, they don't have the lasting effect, but all the colonists have perfect health. Um, 
and that's that's the kind of thing. Uh, it's a pretty actually simple episode, but it, it does bring up a lot of really interesting ideas with Spock, and he he feels all these things, and it gets to this really cool point where Kirk is the only one. Like his entire crew starts to mutiny, and not not in like a, yeah. a violent way. They're just all happy. They want to go down to the planet and just live their lives there and be at peace. They're really close to losing the ship because obviously, if they're all off it, there's no one to beam them back up. Yeah, yeah, because Kirk does actually get infected. Uh, and he actually overcomes it before he does this, but he, he makes the point, look, if I beam down, we can't get back up, so there's some, some there's still some stuff we have to take off the ship, and that's how he tricks Spock to come up so he can yeah. so he can uh, deal with things. But yeah, uh, but no, some great stuff. Uh, I, I love uh, Kirk like on the bridge himself like after everyone's left, and it's just him, and he's like in despair. It's like it's a really sad image, because like, you never see the, the, the bridge empty. Yeah, he doesn't know how to deal with it, does he? No, it's it's, it's really interesting in that sense. Uh, and of course the sport gets him and he basically, he snaps out of it because he has a sort of violent anger moment. It's anger and emotion, that kind of thing that that breaks you out of it. So he has to, he has to antagonise Spock and fight him yeah. until he gets to his breaking point and snaps out of it. Um, and I, th- I think Spock's obviously the most interesting part of this episode for a couple of... I mean, Kirk's stuff's great. Like I can say him on his own in the bridge and all that, but uh, Spock's stuff is really interesting because when he first sees Leela, who he knew, and she did care for him, she she wanted a relationship before before the last time they met, I think they said three years ago, um, and he he's kind of awkward with her in his way. Like He's not, yeah, he's not he's awkward. Spock. He's not awkward in that he feels awkward. He's just very cold because that's how Spock is. He's very yeah. logical. Um but after he has the feelings, right, and they have this happy moment where they're like a happy couple for a little while, and then he snaps out of it. Whenever it comes up, whenever she comes up again, or whenever he talks to her, there is this difference to him. There's this like he felt it. He he, he doesn't feel it just now, but he knew what it felt like. The the moment for me that really sells it is just after Kirk snapped him out of it, mm. and she comes up like uh, you know, on on the comms. Oh, you know, is everything okay? And and he has to lie and go, yeah, it's fine. But the he kind of he has a look of regret on his face. Like even though he knows that you know this freedom is better, part of him preferred that. Yeah, cause, well, that's because the end of the episode is uh, they're talking about their experiences and they're all kind of sharing stories. And there's like hey, Spock, you've not mentioned what how what your time was like, and he, he basically finished for the first time in his life. He felt happiness. <laughs> He's never felt it before. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's actually really sad. You're like, oh, that's maybe Spock was better on the on the pollen. <laughs> yeah, because jeez. Uh, um, but no, so so that's good. Actually, one of my favorite uh, Spock moments as well. In this, this is just a fun little line. But it's uh, after Kirk uh, snaps him out of it because they had to beat each other up basically to get to that point. It's Spock's like, you know, technically, for assaulting a, a fellow officer, uh, we should be reprimanded and thrown in the brig. <laughs> Kirk's like, yeah, but if we're both in the brig, who's going to save the rest of the crew? It is like that is a logical point, Captain. And they just go about. It. I, I like how he just beats them with logic. He's like, well, yeah, but it just does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, some like uh, even uh, Bones is one of my favorite moments. It's when he's he's on the spores and he's he's down sitting by his tree, and the the leader of the colony comes up to him and is like, right, so we know what we're gonna do with you. We're, we're gonna figure out uh, a new job for you, and he's like, but I'm a doctor. And it's the idea that even on this, he's he's content, but he can't comprehend not being a doctor. 
even though like they don't need doctors, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, obviously this is the this is the first effect of the plan uh, that that Kirk and Spock put into motion, which is they basically use all the the communicators to send them like a signal that will irritate them to yeah. make them on edge, which will cause them to have conflicts. And obviously, that's the effect of that is that Bones gets immediately upset <laughs> that he's been told that he's not meant to be a doctor anymore uh, and that, that creates the conflict and then everyone kind of snaps out of it uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's a very simple episode in that sense it's very body snatchers that like, you feel like they've been taken over even though it's not as sinister as like a, a body snatchers movie yeah it's it's very much it's, know, it's, like, like it's if the plants were sentient I, mean, I don't think they are but if they were it feels like they were doing it with good intentions yeah, honestly, it's a lot more grey area, and ultimately you think, well, maybe this isn't such a bad thing. Uh, but Kirk points out that human beings, like, you have to... Things can't be easy. We have to struggle. We have to strive. We have to, you know, we, we don't have paradise for a reason. We're supposed it's, to... It's a, it's a theme that Star Trek's dealt with a few times already, the idea that when society stagnates, what's the point in life? Uh, we, we had it in... Yeah, that 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 whole planet that where technology was you know, kept behind, yeah, and yeah. they were all just there. And it's the same thing here again, where if we're not moving forward, what what's the point in being alive? Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think that was, that was uh, that's the meat of the episode when you're really thinking about it. Is like you know why isn't this just a good thing? And like Kirk fundamentally believes, no, 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 uh, we have to struggle, we have to do these things, we have to earn what we have, otherwise. It, 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 you don't appreciate it in the same way. You are just kind of in this daze where it's kind of, it kind of means nothing almost. Yeah, definitely. So, no, yeah. So uh, it's funny actually because he it's, it's when, it's when things are first starting to happen and Kirk's like trying to get Spock on the comms and he's not answering, and then he starts refusing to like do what he says and he goes to see him. He ends up like contact trying to contact uh, uh, Bones. And Bones just starts like singing to him over the over the comms. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty good. Uh, say it's it's quite a, a solid message, one that Star Trek's already done a, a handful of times, but it does it again, which is you know something that's going to do, and that's not a problem. But it has a lot of these fun moments scattered throughout, and then you have some really solid character stuff for Spock. Yeah, yeah, it's probably probably one of Spock's biggest episodes so far, just in terms of giving him some development and giving. Some explore, exploration into what it's like to not have feelings. Like what what happens when someone who has never had a feeling suddenly has one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's something strange to to watch and to see his reactions afterwards. It's kind of really probably some of his best acting as well. Like because a lot of it is just doing you know the basics, but here it's selling the the subtleties of of feeling without feeling. Yeah, I th- I think I think with him here it's interesting because he obviously is this extreme of no feeling and then he goes to the extreme of only having feelings and you see like the effect of not having any logic at all where he just does what he wants and it doesn't accomplish anything he's just he wants to hang about in a tree all day with his girlfriend it's like that's all he's doing it's why i think it's so interesting afterwards because he he doesn't actually have any feelings to feel sad that he can't feel happiness Mm. but he's logically aware that this isn't happy like he's logically now aware that he had feelings and he probably remembers them. I think I would argue, and I think just because of the development, and this is kind of looking ahead as well, just sort of like the, yeah. the friendship that's kind of forming between Kirk Spock and McCoy, and um, we see like 
he does kind of mellow over time. I think because he is half human, there is the potential in there for him to feel some things. Um, yeah. And maybe you could argue this is almost the ignition of like something, like the, the, the first initial spark in there where... Yeah, you could say now he knows what it actually feels like. He actively wants to feel it again. He, he, he at, least, at the very least, he recognizes what it is. So if when it does happen, he understands that he's feeling something, and it's not just you know feeling a bit sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel a bit crazy. Or something, something not right, Captain. <laughs> no, I'm feeling a bit feeling a bit wrong here. Um, but no, so so ah, I, I actually quite enjoyed this one, and it's weird because I didn't remember it. I like I really couldn't remember it at all before I watched it. Yeah, I remembered little fragments, but not much. Like say the tree and maybe a few other little bits here and there. But uh, it's actually a pretty fun episode that does have some cool Spock character exploration. Has some good Kirk stuff as well. Like I say, with him dealing with the fact that he's lost his whole crew and he's alone on the ship. It's just the captain and his ship, and it's empty. And it feels eerie because it's empty because it's never, there's never yeah. Not I'm, I'm really there. glad there was no music there at all as well. Like the silence just really punctuates it and just shows you how alone he is. Actually, since you mentioned music, uh, I'm pretty sure there was a new theme in this. There was the, the little Spock love theme they had with. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was new. Yeah. That's a little sort of flute uh, number. Yeah, yeah, that is new. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting they, they brought that up. I, I wonder, given they, they reuse music a lot, I wonder if that was maybe a bit of source music because they wanted something that a lot of romance without recording more. Or if it does pop up again, then obviously it's something they've made and they they made like a new little... Maybe, maybe we'll see Spock having another like flirtation. Actually, that was something that really cracked up at the start of the episode is when they go out of the planet and, you know... As typical when they go to a planet, oh, there's a beautiful woman's been introduced, and I'm like, all right, Kirk's going to start flirting with her in about three, <laughs> two, and she's like, hi, Spock. I'm like, oh, that's different. Yeah, this changes things. <laughs> she's into the pointy years. Oh my, <laughs> Kirk, Kirk must be pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been, it would have been amusing to see Kirk jealous. Yeah, it would have been pretty funny. Uh, but to be fair, as much as he he does, he is you know he's he's a ladies' man in that sense. He always has a beautiful woman to flirt with. He's a sensible man too. He's maybe a bit more mature yeah. than the jealous type. I think that is that is pretty fair to say. One would think. Um, but no, uh, so that's this week's uh, Star Trek. So uh, let us know what you think of this episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv. Uh, one of the perks, of course, for just $1 is you get these Star Trek reviews a week early. So if you're watching this on the YouTubes, uh, the next one's already up on Patreon. Uh, so you can head over there and have a look there if you want to support us. Uh, but otherwise, guys, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. But that's it. So thank you once again for watching. We'll see you next time. Have you got any vanilla?